Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, 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 it's the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, it's Ben. I'm back. I'm back from the colonies. Holy Moses, I thought you were long gone. Yeah, I struggled to get back. I've been away, I've been on a trip, I've been to New York City, Wowzers. I've been to Chicago, the Windy City. Yeah. Um, I can tell you one thing, Chicago yeah. is cold. Jeepers. Coldest this place is, I've ever been. This is work-related? Yeah, it's work-related yep. and and I've, my brother lives in Chicago now, so... Oh, the GAV. Um, yeah, so I had work that took me to New York, and then I thought, oh, it's only a two-hour hop to Chicago. So I um, got on a plane and went and spent some a few days with him in Chicago. Minus 20 out there. Ouch. Yeah, that's 20 degrees, so that's Celsius. That is seriously cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That is, yeah. I've been, I've been snowboarding. I've been, you know, to the Alps and stuff. I have never, ever experienced cold like that. Basically, if you have skin out, yep, that's a problem. It's coming off, or it's yeah. sticking to something. Yeah, I went to the gym, had a shower, uh, walked outside, and I was like, "Whoa, something's happening to my head. What's going on?" And <laughs> my hair froze instantly. Ouch! It was like I had a Lego head on. <laughs> It was. It was just. It's a different way of life yes, out there, Chief. With this cold, how's uh, how's Gav coping out there? Oh, he loves it. It's yeah. It's the tale of two kind of um, seasons. There, you basically you dig in for the winter. Yep. You stock up, but then on the flip side, they have you know like raging hot summers. So yeah, yeah. Um, now he was Gav was never as into GI Joe as us. So he he was kind of in between age wise. He was in between us, wasn't he? Um, and he was obviously hardcore Star Wars, of which I was as well. And then I went over into G.I. Joe, but he never made that bridge, really, did he? Well, the thing is, interestingly enough, he was into the comics because when we borrowed a stack off of you, yeah. he was the one that was reading them. It wasn't me. Right. Um, so he was more into that than obviously like the toys and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he, he was a fan for sure. Oh, good, good. So, yeah, it was good. Is he listening to the pod? Yeah, he is. Yeah, good he stuff. is. Hi, Gav, yeah. how are you doing? And family? <laughs> what have you been up to, anyway, whilst I've been away? Um, so, I have uh, purchased and played some Smash Super Smash Brothers Melee. No, not Melee. Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Now, is that new? No, 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 I sold this. Um, Sorry, of course, Wii U. <clears throat> yeah, not not the Switch. Um, I bought the Wii U as I think I'm one of only five people who bought that that uh, machine. No, you are great, one of five. Great console, I really dig it. Um, and bought this um, Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, not it's, Melee was the one before. I think it's just called Super Smash Brothers. And um, you can play up to eight people because you can get this GameCube adapter. Do you mean um, melee? What when I say melee? Oh, okay, yeah. You mean like a scrap, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a ruckus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah, but you can plug in GameCube controllers um, so you don't have to have those big Wii U um, pad things and you can play up to eight players on one screen. Yeah, they really I, they didn't I, sort I, of care about the aesthetics when they were designing those things, did they? No, I... Um, I so this is a couple of years old, this game, and I played my mate, Sam, at the weekend. He came round, we played a bit of Guitar Hero and uh, a bit of this Super Smash Brothers and it's the epitome of the one more go syndrome it's two minute battles right it was, it was four of us me him two two ai computer controlled characters and uh it's literally like all right we've got 20 minutes let's have a 20 minute go all right fine so we play a few games and then that 20 minutes turned into like an hour and a half wow it's just one more go one more go one more go and it's a it's a good game <clears throat> yeah it's really good it's really good so i'm hoping to get a little retro gaming session hooked up with a few other buddies and we're going to play four players. If we can get six, we'll do six. Um, oh, that sounds great. But Dude. I also am playing this tomorrow, in fact, um, going round to um, mate's house. And what are you playing? We are, we are playing some board. It's an all-day board game session. Right. And we are playing this new game. It's called Nemesis. And it is effectively Aliens. 
you are in all but in all but the the that hasn't lic- got the IP in all but the license. So basically, right. you're. I watched a video last night on how to play, and it's a board is massive. It's like a cutout of the ship. Oh, um, cool! And you you it's a semi cooperative game. So what that means is there is a full co op game option, but it's semi cooperative. So you're all working towards surviving. But each player's got a secret hidden agenda. So it might be like you're working for the company, the corporation, and you've got to get an egg and secretly get it back to um, Earth or whatever. Um, oh, okay. Or it might be player four has wronged you in the past, so you've got to somehow sabotage player four and make sure player four doesn't survive to the end. Damn that player four. Think, things like that. So it's wronged you. So it's uh, got some. It looks really, really good fun. It looks really. Oh, that's good fun. cool, um, dude. Talking about um, retro gaming, I went to the most insane bar in Chicago called Beercade, and it's um. If I could design a bar in my head, this was it realized. It was incredible. Retro bar, loads of arcade. All all the arcade machines were put on free play. Yes. So you could just go crazy. And me and my bro were playing super off-road. The oh, cabinet. I love it. With the, with the four wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got the wheels. Do you remember? They've got no lock on them. So you yeah. just spin them. Yeah. And then oh, we, we played that for like an hour. And, you know, collecting the nitros, kitting out your, your four by fours. We played a big session on Street Fighter 2. Oh, so good. Nice. That nice. is my ideal night out now. Beer and just retro arcade games. It's yep. the perfect kind of blend. Yep, yep. Perfect. Yeah, um, really cool. Well, I want to do uh, some shout-outs. Um, stop the presses. Hold everything. Consider get, them stopped. Get the, uh, get the awards out. We've got emails. Oh, we emails. Did. We got emails. Um, Someone's had, taken the time. We had two emails, and they actually came in within a fairly shortish space, uh, a gap between them. So uh, they kind of piggybacked off each other. First one came from Doug, Doug Bertrand from uh, Wisconsin. Um, shame about those uh, Green Bay Packers. Hey, Doug, uh, not doing too well. But although the Milwaukee Bucks could be saving, saving your Wisconsin season. But anyway, Doug wrote in to let us know that he is loving the podcast. He listens to it with his uh, son, um, the, his nine-year-old boy. They're enjoying it. And I do got. I have got to apologise too, Doug. I do got to. Uh, I do got to apologise uh, <laughs> because Doug has found his uh, love again for comics and G.I. Joe toys and the man has gone out and spent a cash load of money. Oh, by, we fueled it, have we? But we fueled the frenzy. So um, oh, Christ, happy to have you with us. The claxon and, ringing at the bank. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and another shout out to Eric Harper. He's uh, he's been with us from the beginning. Hillbilly Harper. He goes by. Uh, he's uh, comments long time, long long time listener, listener first and time emailer. That's it. Big on you know comments a lot on the Insta. Uh, just basically even giving us a shout out saying we're doing a good job. So uh, thanks a lot for that, Eric. Um, oh, that yeah, appreciate the, the kind words. Very kind. Um, we are going to be talking uh, about some G.I. Joe comics here, issues 28 to 30. But before we do uh, do that, we've got to uh, go inside Chief's mind. God, it's been a while since I've been in here. Yeah, it's, it's dark, a, it's, it's cold. A, it's a bad place to be. How do you think I feel? Oh, um, you're, You've got to live in there. Yes, yes. Um, this one is... Um, it just bugs me. It just bugs me. Um, as you will know, and uh, you know, you, you said it's quite big in the states now. The uh, uh, soccer, football, if you will. Yeah, EPL, um, English Premier League. English Premier League. I still, I still hear people, and I'm talking pundits on TV, and I'm talking shit. I'm talking managers who call this the Premiership. It grinds my gears. Oh, it gets you as well. Now, it, oh, was, I... it was called the Premiership when it came only along back in the two, 90s. Only for two years, wasn't it? No, it was, it was more than two years. But I'm saying it has been cha- name changed from the Premiership to the Premier League at least, at least 12 years ago. Oh, chief, way more than 12. I think. You reckon? Yeah. I'm tempted def- to definitely. go on Wikipedia, but I can't be bothered right now. But No one can. No one can. But I'm saying people, and I'm saying Joe Public does it, but what grinds my gears even more is these people in football, the people yeah. on the TV and the managers and the players. Oh, yeah, it was a good week in the Premiership this week. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I know well, when they say that, I what say, leagues oh, that? Not... you must be referring to the the uh, rugby union premiership. That's what most people <laughs> refer to. They must be referring yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, no one in the states is ever going to make that. Um, no, because it's all about three letter. Uh, they just you know, say EPL. EPL. Yeah, which I'm down with. Hey, it's so awesome out there. When I was um, I was doing some filming for Instagram, and we were hanging out with these kids, a couple of eighteen year olds, and they were more aware that Arsenal were playing Chelsea than I was. And they were looking <laughs> at the scores and they were like, oh, it's this guy. And I was like, this is incredible. I think they're way more into the EPL yes. than they are their own league. I don't know what their one's called. The MLS. Were like, yeah, yeah. So with LA Galaxy, they can't really get on board with that, but they just love the EPL. Yeah. It's all good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that grinds your gears. Okay, fair enough. It grinds mine. Yeah, yeah. Um quick bit right we are going to obviously get into the issues one quick bit of exciting news stay tuned to the end of the episode um where i we have some more breaking news about next week's show which uh, is very exciting um and we'll reveal that at the end of this show yeah but you've got to get through this show first you've got to listen to the end we've, we've dangled a big juicy carrot you know it you know i know there's hey. some i know there's some bastards out there just skip to the end but um Listen, Bastards. listen to listen to the middle. Listen to the middle. It's all hey, good. Hey, a couple juicy of things. Stuff. Go. Whilst we're still, we've got like one foot in your mind still. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go, but see, this is the tenth episode. You, you know, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little anniversary, isn't it? Yes. But um, I want to go through all ten of your in your minds because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Emma. Yes. Does every single one of those things, and I was thinking, <laughs> crikey, if Chief's coming down to. To my house, it's just going to be absolutely Carnage. torturous. The big things that stick out, maybe not so much with the the Premier League thing, actually. Yeah. But um, pretty much everything else you've ever said, <laughs> she does. Right. You know the H, the yeah. um, mashing the, um, the buttons, the buttons, the um, uh, slamming doors. Yeah. You know, pulling doors to. Um, yeah, she was laughing. She was like, "I do all of these things." <laughs> it's, pure, it, she's fortunate. She's fortunate that I like her, so she gets a pass. To but, be honest with you, I can't remember some of those, some of the early ones that were grinding your gears, actually. But no, um, we'll dig them out. Yeah, we'll dig them I out. I think I might next episode. I'll go through and see which ones I can tick off. Cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was I wanted to bring up um, when we attempted this task before previously once in our lives to read the marvel gi joe run do you remember when that was i was living in australia circa 2000 not 2006 26 20 26 2006 2006 26 yeah and we and we we attempted to do this and we didn't get very far i was downloading them like in pdf format yep and we were just gonna have a shared um, Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, and, and it wasn't for like the that. purpose of of broadcasting or anything. It was just b- no. personal between me and you. Didn't even know what a podcast <laughs> was back then. Yeah, but um, yeah, we have attempted to do this before. I think you actually kept you carried on and kind of did a. Did you do a, a write a review for each one? Or, I, or had a a, I had a. I had a Tumblr account. I had a Tumblr account. Yeah. Yeah. So I am gonna. I'm yes. I remember I'm, reading. I'm gonna dig that out. I'm gonna dig out that account and reading what you thought about Silent Interlude. I remember reading that you did like a blog about it. Yeah. I'd be interested to know if that was the same time. If that was you know that long ago. Yeah. Did you make it through all of them? So you've got a written review for each issue. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig it out and that will give us that will date it that will timestamp it for when we were trying and I'll see how far I got and we'll report back next week. Yeah. Right, let's get into these issues. Where we left it last uh, last episode was the Snake Eyes origin. So uh, the big reveal was that Storm Shadow was not the killer of the Hardmaster. Um, he reveals to Snake Eyes that he witnessed a assassin escaping on a Cobra chopper. Yeah. Um, St- Storm Shadow then escapes from the subway the fight he was in with snake eyes um and snake eyes is discovered you know by scarlet you know mute so there's some other chump out there that's pretty handy with a bow assuming we believe storm shadow um and also the other the other point was the joes had gone to the florida everglades to 
um, to find that for the Cobra base because they were tracking the tracking symbol in the hilt of Storm Shadow Sword. Um, they found Zartan and some big Cobra boys were there, Cobra Command, Destro, Baroness, etc. Big shamozzle in the Swampland, um, of which the, at the end the Joes escaped on like a little rubber dinghy. And, and that's where we pick up issue 28. Yeah. Um, Do you want to break it down? What you're saying for the cover of this one, you've got the... Uh, it's by Mike Zek. You've got the, the, the tank, the Mobot tank, the Mobat tank, um, and a... Is that Rattler? A Rattler is, yeah, coming in on the, on the attack. Yeah, not much of a fan of this one, of the cover. It's average. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I quite like the perspective a little bit, but um, this issue we're clocking in now as October 1984. It is script by Larry Harmer, pencils by Marie Severin. Um, this is the only issue of G.I. Joe she draws, um, I had a quick look on Wikipedia because I wasn't familiar with the name. Um, she actually, unfortunately, passed away last year, last August. But her credits, she's got a lot of Marvel credits as a penciler, mainly as a colorist and inker. I really but, um, like the art. But in the this art issue. in this issue, it could. I mean, I think those Larry Harmer twenty six was probably my peak. But this is probably the second best art I've seen in a G.I. Joe issue so far. I would 100% agree with that. Um, Andy Masinski's on inks, Rick Parker's on lettering, and George Russo's is on colouring. But, um, yeah, I was, you know, just a, a great a, a great issue. Yeah, I absolutely love this issue. Yep. Seriously cool. I mean, this the the opening page with uh, Junkyard and <laughs> Mutt. Yep. Well, is this guy the world's worst dog trainer? <laughs> He's got absolutely no control Licking over his, his face. Mutt. Licking his face. So they're, they're escaping on this raft. That pooch they've is signaled, out of control. They've signalled the USS Jane, and yeah, there's, there's, there's comedy on that very first page. And this issue is, you know, there's, this is, if you break it down, there's so much comedy and so much humour in this in this issue, and it's just everything works everything works for me yeah there is some great comedy let me tell you my favorite panel yeah it's very subtle it's it's um the one where it cuts to firefly and cobra commander in zartan's fortress yep and it's just like firefly's got his hands like held behind his back and cobra commander is sitting so cash (laughs) and they're just sort of like so they're like what is all these buttons? Like, they're just so kind of yeah. casual because you've got GI, they know that GI Joe are coming, but they're just so chilled. Yep. And they're looking at this fake control panel. It's just really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and but you've got the, you know, but you've got great action in this issue as well. Incredible action. I love all the stuff with the, like, the Rattler formations flying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, really cool. Because um, the Joes, once they've got back to the, the USS Jane, um, Duke's there, isn't he? And he's like, right, we're going to, tool up some dragonflies uh we're going to launch the whale which yeah, is the, really which exciting is the hover, which is the hovercraft and we're going on full you know we've done a little recon uh we found we found some in so now let's send in the heavy artillery and there's a great bit as well where um there's a there's a train and um there's a yeah. cu- couple of local couple of local Dude. uh police dudes uh some sheriff and his deputy and again, how much do you like these guys uh, i love them because these are it's that Laurel and Hardy mold. Now it's obviously not the same guys that were backing those issues in Sierra Gordo, where we saw a similar Laurel and Hardy likenesses back in issues twelve or thirteen, whatever it is. But these guys are it just reminded me of Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, so it reminds you. It reminds you of Smoking the Bandit yep. and Live and Let Die. Yeah. Yep. And the Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. Chef. JT Pepper. Yeah, yeah. JW um, Pepper, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, and, and you can't have that guy without the kind of um, junior yep. cousin kind of, <laughs> yep. I've got you the job, but you're an absolute Buffoon. goon. Yeah. It's, there's, a, there's an amazing. That Stoogie's got, he's always got yeah. the Stoogie. There's an amazing panel. Great dialogue. Or amazing little bit where they're, they're sat at a um, railroad crossing and this train's coming across, and suddenly at the side of this train carriage, busts the G.I. Joe tank and Breaker just launches himself off the top of the train uh, onto the... He's like, we've got to get out here, Steeler, let's go. So they just bust out the side of this train carriage and uh, these guys are just left gobsmacked, these couple of coppers. Um, yeah. And there's a great scene later on as well where they're driving and they've got half their door panels which have been ripped off. <laughs> yes, it's straight out of smoking the van. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's so good. 
Yeah, really um, cool. I didn't even mind in this issue the robot bit. I thought that was actually quite funny. Yeah, yeah, because they're left now, aren't they? Because actually Zartan and the Dreadnoughts have bugged out because they know, they've sensed on the radar that this heavy artillery, the Dragonfly yeah. and the Whale are coming in. They're like, we don't want any part of this. We're bugging out. So they've yeah. left They've left Cobra Commander and Firefly in his shack. And like you say, they rip off these panels of the of the of the wall and it turns out to, it looks like a video game it's a joystick and some controls and i thought we were going to get introduced to bats ah, initially yes 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 um the battle, battle android, android troopers, troopers. yeah yeah, yeah. And, but these guys were kind of a little bit more comical than that the way they had those radio antennas they got antennas on their head basically zartan's hidden a robot cobra army in his swampland and some hiss tanks and some hiss tanks they just come surfacing out of the water um, Cobra Commander's so excited he's like hey move over yeah, I'm like, taking I am, control I am the commander yeah. after all yeah. yeah, Firefly's like you've wasted our, half our army already yeah it's amazing I um, really enjoyed the um, so what's happening Destro and Baroness and Wild Weasel have bugged out haven't they as well they've they've managed to find some rattlers yes well yes but Baroness also breaks formation and goes off she and, goes um, back to Springfield to set up um, Major Blood uh, no, well, no. She goes back to set up. Uh, she says she's going back to get the everything set up for the Cobra Commander's successful return to Springfield. Yeah, she says she's... we're going to break out the high school marching band um, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Destro and Wild Weasel each take a Rattler to go back to pick up Cobra Commander and Firefly from the swamp. Yeah, and that is that's where there is some badass action. The yes. aerial kind of land-based stuff is so good. They are peppering yep. the Joes with yep. those rattlers, and some of them are taking it. Like they, uh, who takes it? Uh, well, they it all get. They all get. Deep I think deep six. six. They all get hit. They I all think. get hit. Cutter, and there's a and there's... Then roadblock just lifts <clears throat> up the gun, and I was like, oh, he's gonna use it, and no, he just uses his back as a mount. Yeah, because deep six's gun turret is jammed. His gun's Can operational. You I think roadblock the... roadblock's out of ammo or something like that, or his turrets jammed but deep six's guns operational but he can't raise it to to get the the angle to shoot the rattler so that's it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's what a great it's just perfectly drawn and perfectly scripted he just wrenches it off puts it on his back he goes now you've got your angle shoot down that yeah. rattler and there's a great and destro just like gets shot to shit in the rattler and just yep. pulls the ejector seat and yep. off he goes but and he gets pinged. He gets, there's a great panel where destro yeah, gets, gets pinged, pinged by a bullet the... through the cockpit and yeah yeah, it's all coming through, and they're all that's that's coinciding with, you know, fantastic land-based battle because now these coppers um, are joining in with Steeler and and the tank crew to to throw down with the this robot army. And there's a great bit where they're all getting blasted, and the sheriff dude he's leaning out the side of his uh, car door. His hat's been blown off. He's got a double barrel shotgun, and he's saying, oh, he's, it's such a good panel. And, and, and his his line is. Them's ain't anarchists. Them's is robots. I love that panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah where he's actually shooting the shotgun. Yeah, and there's a um, there's an homage <laughs> as well to um, American Gothic by who's Amer- it's, uh who's American Gothic? But it's the two in the in the scene. It's the um, the old the old biddies, the old oh, more yeah, co- yeah. more comedy action um, with uh, they're they're on their porch. And yes. they're watching TV, and the, the the whale comes whizzing by, and um, kind of they're almost oblivious to it, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get reception. Oh, we can't get reception. Um, you know, we're going to get cable." And this is actually there's a painting called American Gothic by Grant Wood uh, okay. from the 1930s, um, and I'll post up I'll post up an image of of the two side by side, and, and you'll see if you if you're not aware of it now, you'll see. But yeah. From uh, a, another um, cool bit there. Um, from a medical point of view, when Roadblock is being used to anchor that gun, yes. can you imagine what that would do to a man? Yeah. Well, not right. I mean, again, I think I. <laughs> it, it, if Roadblock is not fast becoming one of your top Joes, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, he's a big, big lad, isn't he? Yeah, it's amazing. And then even in the next issue, he, you know, he does stuff which we'll talk about, which again just propels him, you know, up the rankings. To fast, but I mean, actually, thinking about it, we're probably due soon a GI Joe awards show where we, you know, rank our favourite characters of the year and covers and stuff. So, you know, I'll be, yeah, I'll be when surprised we get to the, when we get to the end of '84. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we'll need, we'll re- rediscuss whether we do calendar year in Joe or whether we do three calendar year in Joe. I reckon. You reckon? 
I think so. All right. I think we'd originally said we'll do it every three months of our real time. Oh, okay. Uh, but but I'm happy to revise that. Um, well, then then we can say then we can say what the best year was. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that then. Right. So not we'll get back on track now. Baroness has landed in Springfield. There's a real cool panel. Um, she's got out of the Rattler, and some do some some Cobra Lackey. Engine engineer guy has said, uh, "You want some air in these tyres, Baroness?" And she's gone, "Yes." <laughs> and check the timing on the Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah, really she gets good. into a Cobra taxi, goes underground, some car wash thing, and then, like you said, uh, she's gone to the dungeon, to the prison. And um, who's she seeing here? Major Blood, because uh, he got locked up in the slammer, um, and his line is, "Who do you want me to kill?" So she's obviously got some sort of ulterior motive. She's going to bust. Made your blood out. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel about... Um, so Cobra Commander flies off, doesn't he, and leaves Firefly. He's a bit pissed. Well, this is the second time he's done it because in issue 24, he left Storm Shadow. Yeah. Um, when Storm Shadow was trying to rescue him. Um, he's having a good old sort of... In the last page, Firefly's having a real good old chat with himself. Yeah, he's got beef <laughs> then, with Cobra and Commander. And then just bumps into Destro. Yeah, and there's a cool bit, there's a really cool bit when... They're having that. Destro's uh, you know, and Wild Weasel are attacking the Joes. There's a real cool page where um, he's got heat seekers armed, and the, the the boys in the tank have bailed out, and they they're by a river, and they are literally oh, got I buckets, and they're chucking buckets of water over the engine to try Isn't and cool the to take down the, the the heat of it. And then you see Destro and his his blip, his heat blip, just suddenly gets you know disappears off his radar. Such a simple little thing, but what a great detail yeah. that is. It's an overhead shot as well of the of the tank. Just works really well. I mean, Marie Seven. Every now and again, great. you get that you get that kind of intense realism just to just to reground you. It's yeah. like, yeah, really cool. Love that. Yeah, and um, so the, yeah, like you said, at the end of the issue, um, you you see all the Joes. They're they're beat on the whale. They're all beaten up and wounded, or whatever, and then. Uh, like you say, Zata, uh, Firefly's got beef with Commander, bumps into Destro, um, and then the last panel is Zartan and his Dreadnoughts on the bikes, and um, Torch, I think it says, where are we heading? And Zartan's north, that's where the Joes come from, and we're going to find them. Yeah. Um, and that is the end so, of that issue. How many Yojo Colas you throwing at this bad Well, point? no, I'm, I'm saying this is part of a, a, a two or three part storyline. Oh, you like to do it like that? We're gonna, we're gonna. So I'm saying at all three. Well, I, the the next episode, the next um, issue at least is carries on from this. So whether or whether yeah. or not you want to do twenty eight and twenty nine as a two part storyline, and the then thirty as a separate that, one, or do you feel thirty could be tagged on as well? The, the only thing with doing without, I mean, I quite like the idea of just rating each issue. It's just because sometimes in an arc. One of them I might not like as much, and it, then it sort of brings down the whole thing that might not be a true representation of what I thought about the issues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay. We'll do it. I mean, I guess let's that's do, how let's, we have been doing let's it. Let's do 28 it? and 29, and then we'll do yeah, 30. Yeah, happy with that. We'll do yeah. 30 as a separate. Okay. Right, moving on. Moving on to um, issue 29. Another super contemporary cover like one of those ones we've had recently yep um so this is like on, on the cover here we've got destro's kind of in the foreground um he's you don't know what what you don't know what he's on what vehicle he's on at this moment in time um but he's shooting at the joe's big kind of explosion the joe's are kind of monotone colors they're, they're all in all in red in, yeah, in the background Duke and there. Roadblock. This is Michael Golden on cover duties. Uh, we've got Frank Springer back on art here on pencils, interior pencils, Andy Mazinski's inks, Rick Parker's letters, and George Russo's is on colours. And I think, I know initially when Frank Springer came on in issue 25, you, you said you took a bit while to get used to his art. It was maybe a little bit bendy, a bit cartoony. But I think here, especially with the inks, it's, it's you know, it's not perhaps not quite as cartoony is it is it was originally no, in his run? I think I'm in the pipe now I'm in the zone I'm yeah, yeah. I had absolutely no issues with the art so again I tell you what Harmer's really really good at and, what is and the at? artist as well apart from being an amazing writer is the first page of every issue it always seems to generally be a single splash page image and it really sets the tone 
Um, so here, yeah. the, here the first last issue was that you know the rubber dinghy going towards the USS Jane, and here you've got beached whale. It's called beached whale. This particular episode, and the whales pulled into some um, local harbour. It's actually a place called Erlinger's Cove in the Gulf Coast of Florida, and this kind of reminded me of Jaws. Yes, you know it's that a bit scene. Like that. On Amity Island, where you know it's yeah. all uh, very much a kind of localized community dock harbor place with loads of fishing boats and stuff, and they've pulled in here, and um, you know they're, they're immediately kind of... getting jip off the townspeople. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, they call them soldier boys. You've been in a, some sort of firefight, and um, Roadblock yeah. again shows his metal. He rips off a massive piece of the the, the hull of this uh, or the the side of the the whale, and just carry drags it along, and he's got three clowns just sort of hanging on the side of it and he's just dragging them along you don't care yeah i really like this issue i think for the first time you actually understand a lot more about cobra and what their motives are and also how they kind of make their money and yeah. stuff like that yeah. Do you know what i mean yeah there's a big scene with cobra commander and he big you know lots of exposition and he sort of explains yep. Yep. what cobra do and then he also introduces Crimson Guard, the CGs, yeah, which is so different. I was really that I did not know that that was what they did. That they're sort of integrated into society, yep. and he he I basically wants them to sort of get into the political system. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he yeah. he gives a whole like you say, he gives a whole spiel. And he's you know, in one panel, he's talking about our household cleaning product. Pyramid. I love it. A household pyramid, <laughs> a household cleaning product pyramid scheme grows exponentially it is money-making juggernaut it is based on man's willingness to exploit his neighbor and then yeah. um you know his media department has succeeded in selling 10 more mindless sitcoms <laughs> to to the networks to further lower the intelligence yeah. of america yeah the next bit is armies of cobra accountants advise millions of americans to cheat on their taxes denying funds to the government and prompting cuts in defensive spending so you know he's they're not a small time operation, Cobra. They're go they're going balls deep underground, you know, co covert undercover, um inf- infiltrated into society, like you said. And then again, like you mentioned, he unveils, you know, the the latest um not scheme but a ploy, uh, uh, if you will, that the the Crimson Guard and you know yeah. you know, you see him, a car pulls up and it's got his family, it's got a wife and kids, he's a loving husband, a fair and compassionate father. The last person to be suspected of being a deep cover cobra agent, like you say, is exposition and done done badly, exposition can just feel a little bit heavy handed, but this is done yeah. absolutely perfectly. You know, it's stuff we need to know and he's Cobra Commander speaking to the masses of Cobra troops in front of him because he's at a rally. He's at a Cobra rally. You know, there's people have turned out. There's banners being waved. There's marching bands. It's a big show, isn't it? And um, yeah, he's putting yeah. on that show, and it, it, you know. Meanwhile, you've got um, the sort of the whale repairs going on. I love the way that Roadblock's using punch repair yeah. kits. He bought 50, 50 punch, yeah, bicycle like one, punch repair kits from the local one tackle punch shop. Punch repair kit can do three bullet holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but though they don't realise that they got Destro and Firefly sneaking up on them, they've snuck out of the swamp and they're looking. They're just looking for some way back to Springfield, and um, lo and behold, they've spotted this whale. And uh, yeah, so Destro he sneaks up, and you get another scene. Remember that scene where Hawk was on the back of a his tank and he was going toe. I think it was issue sixteen. He was going toe to toe with Destro and he's punching him, and he mentions polished beryllium steel. Yeah, uh, same thing again. You know, cut a tries punching Destro in the face and uh, Destro gives him a polished beryllium steel has no nerve endings unlike the flesh that covers your face literally yeah. just, just lays, no, I love that who hops on the gun does Firefly hop on the gun at close range on the whale gun Firefly hops on the gun um, even though yeah the cover would suggest it was Destro but yeah so um, then they, they just have a throw down and then they, they escape yeah and then there's, there's a great panel as they're escaping on the whale Destro and Firefly where he just ragdolls Cutter you know, you can see him throwing him um, off the whale as if he's, you know, just a, a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, go on. No, I was just going to say, meanwhile, um, I was thinking how they're going to get him. But then Wild Bill has come in, hasn't he? He's come in to give supplies um, to the whale crew from the USS yes. Jane, um, dumps the supplies. Uh, uh, Duke hops into the Dragonfly with Wild Bill and then Cutter and Roadblock. Um, so where's Deep Six at this point? Is he on 
I think they've loaded him onto the skids of the dragonfly to take yeah. him back to the Jane and Cutter and Roblox have, have just found a local fishing boat. And then up, yeah. up pops our old comedy duo of the local sheriff. They're uh, back. They've made it to the highway. Uh, they're trying to wave down a vehicle they see coming, but the vehicle coming is the uh, hijacked whale and Destro and Farfar just run him off the road. Yeah, I love it. A little skirmish here, a little chase. But what I, my, I really like is when um, they get the whale back and they roadblock and tripwire, they go in there and it's been flooded. They flooded it, yep. Destro and Firefly, and then they Firefly's rigged it yes. with explosives. Yes. And Tripwire just grabs it and he's like, oh, there's only seven seconds left. Yeah. And he he's like, all right, take cover, fire in the hole. He's, he's gonna, about to just blow himself he's up. He's going to fall on his sword, basically. But, Roadblock just so casually kicks him off. Kicks it. He's just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. finds a finds a finds a du- air duct, throws this detonator up through the air duct, and it explodes on the top of the USS Jane. And then he gives, then he absolutely chews out Tripwire, saying, "You know, taxpayers' money has paid Uncle for Sam. your, Uncle Sam's money's paid for your training, boy. Don't you be doing no heroics." Yeah, he says Uncle Sam paid mega bucks to train you. <laughs> so now, what's good. happening there is, um. There might be some people, hopefully you're reading along, if you're not reading along and you just like listening to the story, um, the, the the whale has escaped with Destro and Firefly on. Cutter's got back onto the USS Jane um, and there's an amazing bit where there's no way they're going to be able to, to catch the, the whale if it hits the, the Gulf Coast because they're just going to lose them. And they've got across this peninsula, and there's a bit which is straight out of Batman 1966, Adam West, where the USS Jane, which is a massive ship, suddenly um, oh, is he, the hydro he presses a button and suddenly he says, extend hydrofoils and engage gas turbines. It's like, you know... Um, yeah, that was a shock. It's like something out of uh, when Batman's starting on the Batmobile. And then these two big hydrofoils bust out from the hull of the ship, and it, it extends it above the water, and it crosses this peninsula, and the, the two coppers they're there again to get absolutely roasted um yeah and then as they're as they're um oh no yeah destro shoots the dragonfly with his wrist rockets and there's a real cool bit where um really cool uh page where the dragonflies is smoking it's on fire needs to get back onto the deck of the uss jane and um he's just steering straight at the ship and uh duke's like don't you a wild bill's like don't you think i can do it boy or something like that and he manages to land um, on the deck of the, yeah. of the USS Jane. Suddenly, some depth charges. Real cool scene there where the, the, the whale launches two depth charges. And the USS Jane is like, don't worry, we can avoid those. We'll go in between them. They open up the front of the ship, much like uh, Spyro Love Me. Yes, where it very sucks much up, like that. It sucks up the ships. And um, they got the whale. And then that, that's where, like you mentioned... They go down into the whale to investigate, to, to capture Firefly and Destro, and they're not there, but instead they find, like you mentioned, a cabin full of C4 explosives. Yeah. And this, uh, this detonator, me- which is... So I, I, I was confused here because the detonator, like you said, Tripwise has got seven seconds on this detonator, and he throws it out the air duct, roadblock. That blows up, but why did that then not blow up all the C4 explosives in the ship? In, oh, in, yeah, the, I mean, in the I whale just took... but having um wolf ears mark said and helped me out here and he said that detonator could also be a blasting cap and we did some googling and blasting caps is a, is a sm- small miniature explosion that goes off that then sets off a chain reaction for all the other explosives so wow. the timer was probably on this blasting cap detonator which would have set off all the C4. So, Larry Harmer, you didn't do anything wrong. The script is perfect. The story is perfect. You went in depth with that one. Yeah, well, I was confused. And, you know, I messaged him and I said, look, I'm, I'm, what, what do you reckon on this bit? And he, he did some research for us. Um, and, and Well, you might, in the next issue, you might be even more confused. <laughs> some, some stuff you cannot rationale. You know, right? And so at the end, then, so it ends with Destro and Firefly. They, oh, yes, because of course they, they were in those depth charges. Yeah. Um, and by this time, can we? He's like, can we find them, Cutter? And he's like, no. All these shrimp fishermen boats are coming back into the harbour. You know, there's no way we can get them now. That they're, they're gone. And again, this episode finishes with a nice silhouetted panel of Destro and Firefly in the cabin of a of a little shrimp fisherman boat, fishing boat, and they're going back to Springfield to seek some vengeance on Cobra Commander. I mean, I can understand Firefly wanting vengeance because he got 
left behind by Cobra Commander, but Destro's got, I think he's always got beef with Cobra Commander. He's never really forgiven him for the, the Baroness in, incident and all that, has he? Yeah, he's got more more beef than Firefly. Yeah. For sure. It's Yojo Cola time, Chief. It is Yojo Cola time. Uh, I'm nine. It's, I yeah. absolutely loved it. I mean, that Marie nine. Severin art from the previous issue, this, the story, it's just balls out action. The amount of comedy that's so well-placed. Oh, just it's, it's nine. It has to be. Yeah, I'm right with you there, Chief. Yeah? It's a nine from me. Okay, let us uh, let me just dig up the old um, every Joe ever, every Joe story ever spreadsheet, which I'll post links to this on the Twitter and the Facebook. Can't post links in Insta, but um, I might... Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Well, link in the bio to the iTunes. You can't put multiple links, but I'll do a, I'll do a screenshot of this for people who want to know. So nine, you currently have two nines. You've got at the very top your best issue, your best story ever was issue twenty four, the commander escaped. Then you've got silent interlude. Where do you want to slot it around those two? I um, am gonna slot it the work the, the least. The least. So, so it's your third. Yeah. Your third best story arc ever. Yeah. I'm slotting it as my second best. My best at the moment was issues 25 to 27, Zartan and the Snake Eyes Origin. So I'm slotting it just below that, just above Silent Interlude. Perfect. Okay. So now we are moving on to issue 30. Uh, let me we just are. get the cover up for this one. Pretty good cover, this actually. Exciting. Dreadnoughts. Good cover. Um, this This... Uh, chopping a goddamn tail fin this off this echoes you know what happens in the issue dreadnoughts are three dreadnoughts are attacking a plane um i'm just looking up who i should know who the artist on this i think it's mike zek um but let me just quickly look that up. pencils uh no the um the uh the cover the cover is by this is terrible research by me i should have had it i should know it for a start mate you need to spend less yeah. time researching the god yeah the, it is it's mike zek. detonators it's mike zek um so our uh, interiors, it's the same crew as the previous issue. Um, we're now up to December uh, 1984. Again, right. again, si- this, 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 is, this is a common theme. Single page, single panel, splash page, first page. Dreadnoughts are outside. Uh, there's a big chain link fence. Dragonflies over top. And there's a caption which says, uh, Maguire AFB, which I guess is Air Force Base in New Jersey. Just a vamp right away from scenic Fort Wadsworth. So Fort Wadsworth is obviously where the GIJ base is um, underneath the pit. Well, the pit is underneath uh, the motor pool at Fort Wadsworth. This is Maguire Air Force Base and the Dreadnoughts and Zartan are outside. They think they've possibly discovered where the GIJ base is because they recognise the chopper. It's got a load of bullet holes. So they're like, oh, this is the, this is the one that shot us up in the swamp. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the first, in my opinion, yep. just the first ever so slightly dip in kind of form from the insane hot streak that we've been on really not not saying that um no i just didn't absolutely love it like the others i thought it was really good yes i'm just saying it's definitely below i don't know the last probably five or six okay. issues we've right. read okay um this thing with zartan just bugs me a little bit it's just never really... I know you can't do this because there's going to be a lot of silliness in, in a G.I. Joe comic, but yep. they've never really explained what the heck he's doing with him being able to just morph into people. Yeah, so in, in that second page, um, I think he, I prefer... there's, there's that panel where he is walking towards the, the front of you know, the entrance to this, this base and yeah, you see him... Yeah, he's not Mystique, is you he? You see him change literally from Zartan into Hawk. Yeah, but with clothes and everything, it's yeah. a bit too X Men. So, he, too... so he's got he's got holographic projectors all over himself yeah. that, that that can project an image. It's not him. He's not a shapeshifter. Um, no, he's just he's just got advanced technology. But I know it's not explained. Would would you prefer it if it was explained? No, or is I, the I actual, just dislike is the... the actual technology too outlandish. No, to be honest with you, it's a trope. I just dislike in any kind of media right. the um, morphing into someone. It's just such an easy... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how much they lean on that and how much he actually uses that well, you've got, skill. You've got, you've got another issue coming up which is pretty heavy on this kind of stuff. Um, well, it's like, well, why isn't he just doing that all the time? I mean, yeah. it's just... I like it, personally. Re- relentless. I, don't, I don't have an issue with it. Um, Chief, you can like it. Yep. That's fine. Yep. 
But um, I tell you what, you I know. do like <laughs> on that tell first me. page is the absolute idiocy of the dreadnoughts, specifically Ripper, because there's a bit where um, someone says something you wouldn't even recognise your grandmother. Um, uh, Zartan says, "Shut up, Ripper! You wouldn't recognise your own mother if she wasn't wearing a name tag." There's a few other people speak, and then Ripper pipes up, "If she had a name tag, I'd know her for sure." <laughs> yeah, absolute goons. Now, I always remember just innately knowing that these guys were goons. I yes. think that was set up from the toys on the um, the data card packs, yep. and um, yeah, it's in, it's really cool. Yep. They're just an, a bunch of apps. You know, they've got low IQs. I mean, I. Yeah, and and rereading these issues now has kind of re- not reinforced my love of the Dreadnoughts. It's probably even given me more love for them. Yeah, now they're hired guns, aren't they? Like Zartan is a is a separate faction, and Co- and, and Cobra Commander basically pay these guys because it's because inter- some of them have got like Cobra tattoos and stuff. Correct on his shoulder. But they are not yes. innately. They are not employees of Cobra, are they? I think they're, they're contractors. contractors. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you think about the bit where they're they're kind of whinging because it doesn't look like home? So he clicks a little switch on his on his bike and turns it into a shack. So it looks like the shack from the Everglades. Yeah, yeah. This was like just a way station base, is it? Of his, just a, a pit stop refueling bit. Yeah, yeah. and he uses a holograph a holographic projector from his bike um, to to make it like you say look like home. And he's the, he's, he's gone the... into the base, hasn't he? Because he's just he's on a recon zone, and he's just like, I think this yes. is where Joes are. I'll pose as Hawk. Um, yeah. There's a he there's a nice bit there's a nice bit there where he's done his projecting, he's done his change into Hawk, and there's some guards there, um, and they were like, "Did you see this guy glimmering and shining?" And they're like, "If you had as much, you know, gold and brass um, stars on your." Uh, yeah, Mattel, you'd be you'd be that as well. And they're a little bit miffed why he didn't know Wild Bill's name. Yeah, because Wild Bill, like Wild that. Bill's on a stretcher, and um, he's like, "I want to speak to the old man." Speaking of Hawk, so is Hawk at this point where he says, "I want to speak to the old man." Um, is is Hawk now? They're 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 transitioning him, aren't they, into that less field role because obviously Duke's come in and more into the you know he's gone upstairs. The, the, yeah, he, he's a, he's an operations man now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he My- says he says uh, he he says something like, uh, "Well done, uh, Trooper," because he doesn't Zartan doesn't know Wild Bill's name, and just by calling him Trooper, that's raised a few alarm bells. Um, yes, that he didn't yeah. know who he was. My favorite thing in this issue, Chief, yes. is Fred, Crimson Guard. So guy, Fred, yeah? Fred is is poten- now, potentially set- the guy we saw last issue, where where Cobra Commander was introducing the Crimson Guard. Now, yeah, I took it as it was him. Okay. Did you not? Well, I, not? I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, and I could, sure I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but all Crimson Guardsmen, I believe, have the same face. Yeah, you're so right. It's that kind of Aryan. Yeah, they've all had plastic surgery that. to look the same. Yeah. Um, now he's moved. He... He's moved in to Staten Island, um, or Staten Island. Reconnaissance. Like he's, he's, set, he's, he's moved his up. family in. Yeah, and that scene is. Am- oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll cut you off. Go on. You do your bit. Well, no. I just. I love it. He spends all this time setting up this absolute. This telescope he sets yeah, up yeah. is ginormous. So here gets he gets a phone call. Well, before that, before that, you know, he's unloading guns. Him and it's, this is what's brilliant. <laughs> it's him, his wife, and his two kids. Who yeah, prob- they're all in on it. Probably aren't much older than seven or eight, and he's like. Um, these movers would have killed over if they found what was really in these boxes. The assault rifles might have startled them. Um, yeah, do you know and what then that he's, when he's setting up, this is what he's setting up, just for people who, who don't have the issue in front of them. Um, passive night sights, parabolic microphones, infrared detectors, refraction scopes, ground wave oscillographs, and an AH slash PPS5 non-coherent pulse Doppler radar unit. <laughs> Amazing. That could be one of the greatest panels in, in G.I. Joe so far. Yeah, I, what I really loved about that was the whole family thing. And I don't think you watched this show, but it reminded me of um, Ozark, which is what I'm watching I at the moment. I watch, because I don't watch a lot of series. The missus is always telling me, we've got to watch something. We've got to watch something together. Um, she, uh, she has a very small palette. A very, she's very fussy about what she likes, and she's not willing to give things a chance. She gives a show 20 minutes, and if it's not got her, that's it, done. Well, that's actually fair enough. Um, so we watched episode one of Ozark. Um, I might have even watched episode two, and I thought, "Ah, this is really good." She was like, "Nah, don't like it." So I, okay. I stopped, but I may well go back and actually finish it. Is well, it worth? Is that... it worth carrying on? No, no, it very much is worth carrying on. But it's just the idea of 
the whole family being in right. on what's going on especially and if it's it, an illegal activity you know, yeah exactly so they're just talking they're being very outspoken about what they are doing in front of their very young kids yes. and it just reminded me of that yeah, yeah. um and so ad- but when he gets the phone call yeah. to say you know we're we're pulling you out yeah. And he just trashes all the gear. That's one of my favourite bits as well. He's him and his wife are kicking all this stuff over because I've just realised that she's doing it too. Yeah, she's she's in the background (laughs) smashing stuff. He's doing karate kicks and blowing up because what's happened is they're actually spying on Fort Wadsworth, which is actually where the GI Joe base is. And then the twist is Cobra Commander, on the word of Zartan, is now convinced that the GI Joe base is at the Maguire Air Force Base. So he's set, put a call, like you said, into Fred and said, Fred Smith and said, wait a minute, pack up all your stuff. With The G.I. Joe base isn't there, when of course it actually is. It's over, yeah. over, over at Maguire Air Force Base and he is pissed off because it looks like yeah. it's taken him hours to set up all his stuff. So then what, mean, what happens then is, so the Dreadnoughts, they're ba- all they're meant to do, all they've been told to do is literally just cut the wire so Cobra Commander can get into the Air Force la- launches launches attack in a slightly more subtle way than he's been Correct. doing before. Yeah. They get way too excited. They <laughs> cut through yeah. and they just go in there and just wreak havoc. Yeah, they but are really hopped cool up. They are hopped because, up on a because you also this is the first reference to a uh, grape sodas. They are big into yeah. grape sodas and chocolate covered donuts, and they are hopped up on sugar and they've gone mental at the Air Force. Yeah, base. but what I like is they're, they're they're going in there, but they're not like um, shooting stuff up. They're cutting, yeah. they're sawing yeah. stuff just for just for they're, just for kicks. Yeah, they're going hog wild yeah. basically yeah. in there, and you know Cobra Commander is is basically staging what he wants to be is like this subtle attack. Yep. But then one of them is it Buzzor? He uh, yeah. he's cutting one of the tires from the air striker isn't he and it, it falls and explodes and then it's just carnage yeah and it's alerted it's alerted the tower and there's an interesting bit here where the tower the people in the tower mentioned that um oh that, that's where the the gi joe vehicles are so way back in an earlier episode you asked if you know gi joe how covert it was and whether other people are aware of them so obviously here you know that gi yeah. joe are, are potentially you know more public than we think and actually going when that uh the, the start of the last issue where the whale pulls into erlinger's cove i think one of the locals yeah. says is this those new those the soldier boys that new unit we've been hearing about so yeah maybe, maybe yeah. they are a little bit more well known than we think i like the panel where you've got cobra going one way mm. and you've got the dreadnoughts flying the other way yeah yeah um um, because they don't want any part of it. A couple of cool bits, actually. Um, when Fred is moving in from way back in the issue, in the beginning, yeah. he's claiming he's he's uh, his covert guys is Mister Brocker, which of course <laughs> is an anagram of Cobra, and the moving company is Arbco, which of course is an anagram of Cobra. Okay, I did, do you know what? Didn't spot I did that. Not, I did not spot okay. those. I must have drifted yeah. right over that in a jet lag. Haze. And also, it's uh, the, the, the way that uh, Cobra Commander's transporting all his vehicles in his tanks is in the circus, is in the Arbco, Cir- Arbco Brothers Circus vans and uh, yeah. moving vehicles. And also, there's a there's a bit where there's some kid, um, the kid Billy from issue ten. Remember issue ten yes. where um, Cobra had gone into Spring. He's a Springfield resident, and they'd kidnapped or killed his dad, I think. And he he's you know seeking revenge he hasn't been seen for you know 18 issues and he's snooping around um the the files department of the arbco circus and yeah. this is where he gets rumbled by major blood and baroness yeah and so they've yeah got- what have just refresh my memory of what happens here with that whole story that whole sort of arc of major blood and baroness so don't they agree don't they sort of all agree basically at the end just to cool their jets and wait for the perfect time yeah i mean i don't think anything's and nothing along that line is resolved in this issue yeah Uh, yeah, that's coming up there's some absolute killer stuff coming up um hot damn uh, you're in for a treat um but yeah we get a massive we get a massive battle here uh cobra have launched a a full-on attack on the air force base then suddenly the joes turn up full bore with all the vehicles yeah um basically just a big throwdown yeah, um, and then it ends. Where, where are the dreadnoughts off to? Um, they just, they just, they just bug out. I think they just um, bail. Um, 
Yeah, he said. We're, yeah, we're, Cobra Commander is basically like I'll deal with these chumps later. Yeah, and um, I think uh, they say, uh, should we go back and help? Because they're coming out of the base just as Cobra's yeah. coming in. And um, uh, one of them says, should we go back and give him a hand? Um, and Ripper says, what? And gets swatted across the tarmac. No thanks, mate. He's like, there's you know, yeah. no, no value in in it for them. So yep. they bug out to go back up and hook up with Zartan. Um. Yeah, then just uh, just a, a big battle. Cobra Commander's hiss tank gets levelled, and then under the under the guise of all the and disguise of all the smoke and 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 fire plumes and stuff, one of the Fang copters comes in, scoops him up, and escapes. And that's it. They, yeah. They've kind of. Um, Ace looks a bit sad so, at the end. Yeah, because all his sky strikers have been busted up. He's like, I just about had this one broken in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut back to there's a, a Statue of Liberty, so we can see. In the background, there's a little sailing boat, and this is kind of a similar last panel to the, the say, previous yeah. one, where it was Destro and Firefly silhouetted in the cabin of this shrimp it's boat. Basically, just reminding you that they're still out there. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you guys, we yeah. start by finding a phone booth and reporting into Cobra Central, um, <laughs> and, it, yeah. and he says, uh, uh, Firefly says, "What? Let Cobra Commander know we escaped from Florida? Yes, we must convince him that nothing is wrong. We must. Be- he must believe we are ignorant of his treachery." Um, then yeah, when his guard probably. is down and he least expects it, we strike. And the banner for the next issue is just called Six Will Fall. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, I'm jumping forward a few issues just to read some letters from uh, issue 34 and 33, which correspond to these issues we've just read. Well, hang on. Let's Yojo Cola this bad boy let's, first. Uh, let's, well, let's, uh, let's grape soda it. Because it was a Dreadnoughts heavy issue. How many, okay. how many grape sodas are you giving this one? I'm going to give it a high seven, Chief. Okay. Uh, let, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? Eight. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Easy. Um, where, I can read you like a book. So your sevens, I'm, I'm, guess, good I'm guessing you don't have this uh, spreadsheet open in front of you. Um, no. You've got two sevens on the list at the moment, actually, which makes it quite easier. Um, you have got... At number seven on your rankings of 18 stories, you have got issues 16 to 19, Cobra's Plan Revealed. Oh, yeah. And the next yeah. one below that is issues six and seven, which is to fail is to conquer, to, to succeed is to die. It's the October Guard two-parter. No, above all of those. So it's going to slot in the seventh place. And I'm giving this an eight. Um, I'm going to pop this one. <sighs> this is a toughie. Chief X. This is a real toughie. Um, we've got that pipeline ploy. That was the one we had at the top for so long. Is it better than that? No. You think that Hell one? Hell no. Hell no. Um, <laughs> no way. And then the one below that I've got is like chimney sweepers come to dust, which is the issue twenty-two, which is the the downtime issue where all the Joes are just oh, chilling. I, I do. I love that. Um. I, I tell you what, yeah, I, 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 get, I, I understand now because over the course of this, imagine how many eights you're going to have. Yeah. So it's not as if you can just, you, you really do have to put them in order, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. You can't just... How good they are, you otherwise you're in a world of hurt. Otherwise you're in a world of hurt, yeah. Because you're yeah. going to have, you know, probably you're going to have about 50 issues with eight, yes, aren't you? Yes, correct. Uh, which is, again, you know, why I think... But I think you can go through and amend that. When you've got about 28, yep. you can sort of go through and think, okay. Correct, yeah. Because obviously you've got a lot more to compare it against. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do, a, we'll do a revision, at some, maybe at the halfway point, we'll do, we'll do a, a speculative redo. I don't think we're going to change much. But um, anyway, I'm going to pop this one. I'm going to have, can I have a think about it? I've given it an eight, so we know what score it's going to get, and I'll have a think. Yeah, permission granted. Thank you very much. Um, so letters page, this is called Postbox The Pit. Um, so here's some uh, letters. Dear Joes, G.I. Joe, issue 30, Darkness, was terrific. The artwork and story were excellent. I especially like the firefight between Cobra and G.I. Joe and the way Zartan can use a holographic projection to make himself look like anybody else. It, w- yeah. it was funny the way Cobra Commando goofed in recalling the Crimson Guards just before, in recalling the Crimson Guards just before the Joes marched past. When was that bit? I was going to say. Don't know. To sum it up, it was a super issue. However, I have one criticism. The magazine is becoming too much like a regular war magazine. The Joes go somewhere to perform a mission or to fight Cobra. I'd like to see a little more inside information about the Joes and Cobra and a little more romance in the Joes' ranks. That's from Andrew Andrew W. Woodward, 
uh, from New York. And Mate, there's no time for romance. The response is, Andrew, if you'll stay with us a while longer, you'll have a chance to hear about calling uh, G.I. Joe a, a regular war magazine. We have a lot of surprises in store for you, perhaps even a big turnabout. Hmm. Uh, and then one here, uh, Dear Joe's G.I. Joe issue 28 was massive. The suspense was great. For a minute, I thought Destro was going to die. Firefly is one of my favourite Cobras, and it made me mad when Cobra Commander left Firefly in Florida. It was a good idea to have some of the Joes injured. That was the first time a large number of Joes were injured. By the way, I would like to see more of Mutt and Firefly. And that's from uh, Neil Citeron <laughs> from Illinois. Yeah, I'd like to see more of Mutt. Yeah. Good comedy value there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good letters. Good letters, good letters. Uh, there's a lot more there. I'll, I'll, I might post up some. Right, so next issue we will be doing, uh, next episode will be issues 31, 32 and 33. I'm pretty yeah, I'm going sure. Dig. I'm, pr- I'm going digital. I'm pretty thought sure these are three standalone issues. Okay, uh, You're cool. going dig because you've, that, that fourth trade was hard to find. No, the third trade, fourth. fourth trade, sorry, 31. Yeah, fourth trade was too hard to find, so you've gone dig. I have gone dig. I'm really excited about it as well. Yep. So this is going to be, if it goes well, I will be digital in the future. Yes. Yep. But um, yeah, we, we shall see. Um, so the exciting news we have got for next episode is earlier in the week, this week, I, unfortunately you couldn't be there because you were off doing work. I had a interview with Michelle Fife. Now, Michelle Fife is a comic book writer, artist, letter, letterer, colorist. Um, he has his own independent book called Copra, which is kind of a mixture between Suicide Squad and G.I. Joe. That's been going for about six or seven years now. He also did um, some work for Marvel and Image recently. And the exciting news is uh, 6th of February, so in a couple of weeks' time, he has got issue one of G.I. Joe Sierra Muerte, which is a three-issue miniseries being published by IDW, which is coming out. And I had an interview with him, which we uh, covered many topics, obviously including G.I. Joe. We are going to be putting some content from that interview into next week's episode, and we'll probably release the whole thing. It's about an hour long as a separate standalone piece. So that is... uh, Yeah, we absolutely will. That's exciting. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Real good guy. Real good guy. And um, I'm looking forward to his book, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, we've been going for about an hour here. Have you got any questions for me this week? Um, I uh, have got a question. Um, Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he say? What'll he do when Chief asks Ben a question? Um, I'm banging to soup at the moment. Um, soup du jour. When you, I don't know if you're a soup man, but what's your view on? Do you like your soups smooth or do you like them chunky? No, I like them smooth. I, it's one of those things where I quite like cheap soup, like Heinz. Yep. You know, is that's just my favorite. Like Heinz tomato soup like is 69 my favorite. Yeah, but it's I just don't like all the bits. In soup actually really reminds me of you. Every time you used to come yeah. round, you'd be a massive chicken soup guy. So I used to And always, then Gav would have French onion. He would have French onion or he'd have tomato. Which means he would stink the joint out and he for would, the rest I remember, of the day. I remember this vividly. He'd have French onion and, and you had tomato a lot. He had tomato sometimes. But he would take cracked black pepper grinder and he would grind mm-hmm. that black pepper across the whole of the soup so there was no actual soup showing. So yeah, he would it was put a, hard a layer. Floor. It was a hard a floor layer of cracked black pepper across the top of his soup, and I would always have generally a chicken or a different soup every week. I'd come round, or every day I'd come round because sometimes I'd be around two or three times a week, and I would mind always be a big soup or a chunky soup, and uh, you boys would always be, you know, you especially as smooth as you can, like sieved, yeah, yeah, sieved. Soup. Also, if if Gav was having uh, tomato soup, he would cut a massive wedge of cheddar cheese yeah. and just plonk it in the middle. That's it. And it, the soup would sort of half melt it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a big soup guy, Chief. I, oh, it's so, there's something so hearty and comforting about soup on a cold day. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Um, yeah. God, all the times you used to come around, Chief, do you remember the time when... Um, like, if you were coming over, it might not always be the case that you were booked in to stay. No. But then we'd all be having such a good time. Yeah. By the time home time came around, it'd be like, ah, oh, can, you know, can Chief stay over? Yeah. And 
for some, I don't know where you slept when you stayed over, but there was one occurrence where you were underneath the table in in the fetal position, the dining table. You're saying, look, you're like, guys, guys, look, I don't take up much space. I could probably just sleep here. And then mum was on the phone. You was like, oh, no, he's being silly. No, no. What, and I got, I don't I got think kicked you, out? I think so, yeah. Oh. I don't know why you couldn't just kip in on the sofa. Yeah. Maybe we had other people staying or something. Yeah, possibly. Maybe Rod was down or something. Yeah, good memories though. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, we've been running long. We're over an hour here. I don't know how much you can chop out of this. Hopefully not too much. Chop suey. I'm jet lagged. Um, I ain't chopping nothing. You've got to uh, edit this sharpish and get it up because the people are good, yeah. people are, have been missing it. They were like, I've had a few people already say, where's the, where's the Thursday pod? Um, well, man, I've been stateside trying to earn some coin. Yeah, you know, you've got to earn that cash monies. Um, you can find us um, on Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast on Facebook. We've got Talking Joe Comics at Gmail. We're on Talking Joe Comics on Instagram. And it's Talking underscore Joe on the Twitters. Um, if you can, if you like it, um, please leave us a review on your podcast player of choice. Give us some five stars and all that kind of jazz. What that does is that bumps us up the ratings because some of these podcast searches we're, we're quite a bit down. So if, you, if you're looking for us, you might actually find us. But give us some reviews. Give us five stars. Uh, that'll bump us up the, the rankings. We might even be able How's- to get some sponsorship in. And, uh, you know, the, more, the, more, the better we do, the better show we can give you guys. Yeah. What's the Facebook group doing, Chief? Yeah, but you know, there's there's there's, a, there's there's come on slow activity there, slow activity. It's such a slow burn yeah. that Facebook group, isn't it? Yeah. I, I want it to be a hub of GI Joe topics and opinions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're working on it. We, you know, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate all the comments and stuff we get. It means a lot to us. We will be back next week, hopefully in the regular thursday slot so we will catch you joes down the line see you guys we're out of here